This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. This week on South Bend Beat, we have Christian Rackley. Christian is the Vice President of Sales of Rackley Restoration, and we had a talk uh, just about being an entrepreneur, uh, why and how he started Rackley Restoration, kind of what led up to that, and some tips for those of you that might be looking to start your own business. And we wrapped up with a round of Answer the Internet. So here's Christian Rackley. Enjoy. Christian, what's up? Hey Kyle, how's it going? I'm I'm doing pretty well. Uh, sounds like you've been pretty busy. Oh yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna get into that. We're recording on a Friday right now, so hopefully things are slowing down for you a little bit. <laughs> we're speeding up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's do. Um, so let's start. We're gonna get into uh, Rackley Restoration, which is the company, obviously that bears your name. Let's uh, let's start with where are you from? Are you born in South Bend? Nope, not born in South Bend. Actually, born in uh, Newport Ritchie, Florida. Um, lived there for six months and then we moved to South Bend and then, uh, moved the Niles and that's where I went to elementary school and high school and, uh, moved back to South Bend about two years ago. Yeah. So, oh, so, so you're a Niles guy. Uh, Niles guy. Yep. Yeah, on the wrong side of the border. <laughs> Just no. 10 minutes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so you said you were born in Florida and left at six months. Yeah. Yep. Um, just, just family decided for a move or what? Yeah. You know, that's actually a good question. I really don't even know the backstory on that. Um, but yeah, we, I was told six months they moved up here. And I think what I was told is just family. We, we had a lot of family in the area. You have family down there? Uh, not really. So you don't get to go down to Florida a whole lot to. So I still have a, uh, not family, but a family friend, mm-hmm. um, an elderly couple that lived down there. They're not my grandparents, but like grandparents. So they got a home down there. So I actually visited them about a year ago. So we, we still go down there and visit sometimes. So you mentioned you were in Niles as recently up to a couple of years ago. What brought you back? To South Bend? Yep. Um, really just work and uh, a house that a house that we wanted. So Now, when you say work, is it Rackley Restoration? Is it that job or was it something even prior to that? It was a little bit prior to that. So okay. I was actually working um, down in the Plymouth area. Okay. So obviously um, where we live now, right off Kern Road on 31 there, mm-hmm. it's a uh, easy access to 31 so for traveling 20 31 there so just makes life a lot easier when you're traveling to work to have a shorter drive than a longer one what so what were you doing in plymouth i uh, worked for a surf pro down there yeah so it's still kind of the same the same area as what we're getting into with uh rackley now exact industry yep, yep. so how did rackley restoration become a thing so that's a good question um i was working uh, for Surf Pro down in Plymouth, um, just got my feet wet in the industry down there with them. Um, Unintended or no? <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like the industry. Um, you know, just different goals and lives in alignment with you know where Surf Pro is a corporate and some where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And um, I got connected um, with Justin Moss here in town. Yeah. And um, he, he was looking to get in the restoration business, so we got together, and he was 
picking my brain. And uh, from there, things just started clicking. We started talking, and uh, that's kind of the, the start of Rackley Restoration. So when you talk about restoration, I feel like it's a, a vertical that pretty much everyone knows exists, but they like don't really know about it. So it's fire and water restoration? Correct. Let's start on the water side. Okay. Um, ba- is it fair to say mostly basements? You, you know, when you're talking, I wouldn't say that, you know. You do see a lot of basement floods, but it kind of fluctuates up and down. But, you know, when you say water damage, it could be a, a pipe, a frozen pipe um, on a second story. Um, toilet so it's not necessarily rain-related, most of these? No, no. Oh, okay. So. So when is there is there one type of job that is a little better to walk into than another one? Like, do some of them <laughs> suck more, basically, on the water side? Oh, for sure. You know, I mean... When I first got into it, when you're on the truck and you show up to a loss and it's a something we call a CAD 1 water loss where it's it's fresh water or something compared to when you're literally sucking sewage out of a crawl space. Some can get pretty nasty pretty quick. How often does the sewage thing pop you, up? You know, it, it, it all varies, man. But, I mean, there's been times where you get two in a week, you know, or even more. It just – it all varies. So that that's the water restoration kind of in a nutshell. What about fire? It, it, that's pretty typical. It's just a fire in the home and yep. stuff got jacked up. Yeah, 100%. You know, obviously there's different levels of how extreme the fire was, you know, anywhere from a total loss to just a small smoke damage, um, you know, different procedures for how you clean and how you handle it. But What but is no. your role now at Rackley Restoration? VP of sales. So, I mean, what's a typical day for you look like? You, you know, it, when we first got started, obviously when you're in a startup, it's – you know, jack of all trades, you know, new, new, new hires, training new people. Um, right now, though, I mean, we, we've, we have a great team around me right now. We've made some really great hires. Um, so right now, you know, I'm out meeting agents in the field marketing, uh, meeting with community people in the community, and uh, getting, getting our company out there. And how, how often right now, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty, you're pretty much more on the corporate side. So you're going face to face with people. Correct. How how often are you waiting around in sewage now? I n- n- not often not at often. all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're really in trouble if I'm out there doing yeah. it. <laughs> but no, I mean, like last week, I I did go out to a job site and and you know swung some hammer with the guys and it's it's good for team morale to get out there with them and just you know get, go to the job site, meet the customers. I still do uh, anytime a new job comes in. You know, I meet with the clients and. Uh, start the process with them and then hand it off to production. So I still do the sales function of face-to-face with the clients um, as far as educating them on the, you know, something Rackley's really big on is we want our clients to be educated on the process. A lot of times when someone has a loss, um, you know, they're uneducated. They don't know what's happening, what's going on. There's a lot of confusion with the insurance process. So, you know, that's where I, I really like to think that we separate ourselves from the competition is just that education process of walking the homeowner through of, you know, how things are laid out and how things happen and just educating them on what we're doing, why we're doing it and why it's necessary. So let's walk through kind of like maybe a scenario that would happen. I wake up, put coffee on and I go down to my basement to do some yoga in the morning. I'm knee deep in water. At that point, probably I, is the first call probably going to be to an insurance company or a restoration company? Um, it could be either or. Quite so if they honestly. call you, do you have to tell them, call us after you talk to your insurance people? 
No, I mean, we always respond quickly, but we, we do advise them, you know, to contact their insurance company, agent, carrier, um, you know, different insurance companies now have different policies of, you know, some of them have 1-800 lines, some call their agents direct, you know, it just, it depends. And we do advise them to call them and, uh, and A, to start the process of that. Um, but for emergency services, when you're, when you're knee deep in that, you know, you're always going to, to take the necessary, um, steps to protect the home from further damage, um, to, to get things there. But then there's a, there's a certain spot in the claim where, where you want to, where you want to stop, get things, um, temporary band-aided for the insurance to come in and, and make the necessary calls of, um, you know, coverage or not, you know, we're, we're not an insurance company. We, we handle the restoration side, but we, we let the insurance company, um, do their job as adjusters and, and manage the claim. How important is, I guess, speed in this process? Because so if it's knee deep in water, is it like, there's no rush, like it can't be any worse or is it because it's, it seems like most people with insurance, I mean, it can take a while to get the wheels moving yep. and then you guys get going. Is it something you need to dive into right away or do you let that process play out first? No, I mean, obviously the client is always in, in you know, you always put the client at the wheel and explain their options. But um, handling claims with speed is is of top priority because, you, you know, when there's damage done, you want to prevent the home from having further damage. Um, the longer things sit, they can't be dried. Um, you can't preserve. Um, anytime you have a claim or a damage or something to your property, the sooner you can get there to prevent it and, and salvage um, items is your best option always and the most cost-effective way. And on the fire side, I guess, yep. does, does the time variable shift at all? Is it not as important to go quickly? Um, so, you know, there's two answers to that question. I mean, one on a smoke damage, um, you, you want to clean suit and, you know, fire damage very promptly. But when you're talking on the extreme side of a total loss or, you know, segments of a house burnt down, um, at some point, yeah, you want to get the building secured and tarped up or boarded up. But, you know, damage is, is done at that point mm -hmm. with, with a structure like that. So usually that's when you would, you know, it, there's you want to get the insurance company involved and that there's no super rush on something like that so i want to talk about the the culture i guess of rackley restoration a little bit because you guys are a little bit differently as to where um just like bottom line profit isn't a huge i mean it's a concern for any company yep but you have larger mission a larger mission and larger missions that you really want to lean into was that a decision that was made day one for sure and actually before day one um so the owner, Justin Moss, when him and I were, were first sitting down talking about this, um, Justin has a, you know, a vision of bless people, grow company, and fund ministry. And um, that's really Justin's heartbeat and what he's really dedicated his life to. So um, when Justin first um, started talking to me about this, he wanted to, to start companies that fund Five Star in their mission mm -hmm. of developing kids and character and, and culture. So from day one, that's... Uh, that's that's the heartbeat of Rackley is we want to bless five star um we you know we have a a really big culture belief we we want to pay our employees 25 percent more than where wow. they could get anywhere else in the industry um we really want to pour into our people and then we want to grow the company so um from day one that's been the the backbone of the company and it's kind of really you know everyone talks about what's your why or what what's what's pushing you guys 
our 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 why behind everything is to to really fund five star and to, to take really the an ultimate goal is to take that across the nation so the fact that your name is in the title do you feel any extra so like for me if it's like alpha dog agency and then if alpha dog agency maybe gets some bad pub it's alpha dog agency it's not o'connor group you know that's getting bad pub <laughs> given the fact that your name is is in there is it something that you take more seriously or that maybe you keep a closer eye on rather than uh delegating you know that that's a great question kyle and um thank you <laughs> 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 you know, when we were first, uh, first, and and when this first all started, and um, we at first we didn't know what the name was going to be or anything, and and Justin calls me, and you know, he told me Rackley Restoration. It does sound good. I said, it man, that sound sounds good. good. Yeah. I said, it's not because it's my last name. <laughs> like it actually is a thing to good. it. Yeah, it does sound good, and uh, it did cross my mind of like you know, but I'm not too concerned about it because I think with how we're how we're hiring people the dna we're putting in the company and we have a little bit of saying is you know the rackley way we're gonna do things the rackley way it's kind of like just internally in our company it's, it's a saying and our whole thing is you know do things right and then um you know you're not always going to be perfect but we're always going to make it right mm -hmm. and, and that's just the backbone of of us and you know, I think I've I've built kind of name within the industry for myself as just the customer service side. As even since I was a kid, I've always been driven to customer service. You know, we want to excel and go beyond for our clients and for them to have the best experience possible, even through everything they're experiencing. You know, because most clients we meet, it's not it's not their best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. So we want to go beyond and above. So, you know, it was a concern of like, you know could you get bad rep? You know, everything's, if anything goes wrong, it's always associated with my name, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, if anyone has a bad experience and my whole thing is, you know, I, I get out of a hundred customers, we're going to have that one that we did do something wrong, but then day we're going to make it right. And we're going to go back and we're going to do whatever it takes to, to go to that next, next level for that customer to make it right to them. And as crazy as it sounds, having, you know, the one or two that it doesn't go right, I speak from the marketing side. Yeah. It's usually a good thing, actually. Because <laughs> um, if you have, I mean, and studies have shown people go on, and they'll go on Google or whatever, and if it's like 5.0 across the board, people, they just don't buy that usually. Yeah. Um, having one or two bad ones. So it, when it inevitably does happen, I mean, that's something to keep in mind that as long as it's handled correctly. Exactly. It's not about, you know, making a mistake or because you are. If you right? reply to a Google review and say you're an idiot, I mean, bye, yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. different. <laughs> I mean, you're a human, I'm a human. We're all going to make mistakes and we're not going to be flawless. So it's going to happen. It's it's all about how you handle it. 100%. I'm going to throw some letters at you. Will you tell me what they mean? Okay. I-I-C-R-C. <laughs> or W-R-T-A-S-D. <laughs> FSRT, AMRT, CCT. Yeah, so the IRCC is basically the governed body of um, restoration. Okay. It's uh, where you go to get all your credentialings uh, for this industry. So uh, WTR, ASD, Applied Structural Drying. Um, the WTR is your water class. Um, so, that, you know, and there's ARMT for... Um, and there's plenty more. Now, is CCT. this stuff that you have to have for your profession or that you just choose to um, have all these certifications? You know, legally, that's a great question. I don't know legally. Should you? Yeah, I think it really um, justifies that you're you're trained in this industry. Um, you know, on a legal side, can you not have that and still go do um, a restoration job? I think so, but I think um, most insurance, well, I should say all insurance carriers are going to want to know that you're a trained individual 
going into someone's home to work on it and know what you're doing. So, and how do you how do you go about? Because it seems like it might be a profession where finding like really good employees it's obviously very important, but it might be tough too. Yeah. How do you go about recruiting? You know that that's a great question to start out. Um, obviously, you know you start out with just finding people you trust. You know, and that that you know. Um, as far as recruiting, luckily, um, you know, through our network of people, we've been able to recruit some really great talent. Um, we actually haven't had to outsource or look look too far, um, but it's obviously something as where we want to take this and where we want to grow this to. It's it's going to be a ongoing issue. I think that's a, a question that every company's looking to is right now with you know, not everyone's looking for jobs. The unemployment rate's pretty low, so you really are looking for great talent. And mm-hmm. that's, that's one, uh, I think that's going to be an issue for every company and everyone to, that's always going to be trying to overcome and then retaining them. So you, how far, how far into Rackley restoration are you as it being your day to day every day? So talks began about a year ago, but we've been open now for eight months. I want to say, has there been anything in these eight months that has like particularly surprised you that you weren't <laughs> expecting? Um, Surprise me. Oh, man. There's so many things that come to mind. <laughs> Let's hear them. Let's hear them. You know, I guess in a startup, it's it always seems easier than what it's going to be, for sure, mm-hmm. on anything. So um, I would say the most surprising thing is just how much it took into just starting the, the, like the first three months of just getting everything rolling. And just creating processes, you know, finding a building, getting a building. I mean, it, there's a lot that goes into to starting something. Now, some something that I like to ask people that are in these first two years or so of startups. Yeah. How do you balance your time? I guess well, you're also a relatively new father. Yes. Also. Yep. Three months. So I'm. <laughs> so you're. Uh, you got a lot going on. Oh I, man. How, how do you balance? What does the first hour of your day look like? First hour of my day, honestly, I wake up, um, take a shower, usually get a cup of coffee, and uh, head, head to work. That's usually first hour, and I, I, I like to listen to uh, like an audible book. Mm-hmm. So while I'm going to work, I'll, I'll pop on a book and uh, listen to a book on my way to work and then uh, hit the floor running. What does the last hour of your day look like? Oh, well, <laughs> it depends. This is a, a great question. It depends what I'm doing. Um, you know, now I'm starting to get more on a on a system on a system of my time. It's funny you bring this up because uh, when we first started, Justin's like, you got to manage your time better. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's 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 honestly the hardest thing as an entrepreneur. And it's the easiest thing to get away from you, mm-hmm. especially being in sales. It's easy to to spend too much time somewhere or or not sticking to your routine because of the production weighing you down. Um, but I mean, really something Justin's taught me, something I'm, I'm still growing into, but working on is just um, time gapping and just sticking to what you need to get done um, and just setting weekly metrics that, that you're going to meet, you know? So do you have a pretty good idea of what your day is going to ideally look like when you wake up? Yeah, usually I do the day before. Obviously, in this in this um, industry, everything's it's it's emergency. We're twenty four seven, three sixty five. So um, things change, but um, 
I try to pre-plan the day as, as much as possible. And for the most part, unless an emergency comes up, which does occur pretty, um, pretty often, but, um, I have a set schedule of, mm-hmm. you know, here's my morning, here's the afternoon, here's the meetings. And, um, here, here's what I'm going to do. Do you have any hard cutoff times for when business stops? I, I should. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the answer I get 90% of yeah. the time. It's, it's just, t- I've been, I've been trying to do it myself and it's just, it's tough to do. I, I you know, it, it is tough to do and I, I need to do it more. Um, you know, there's been plenty of late nights. I think this week, I mean, the last three nights I've gotten home at nine thirty at night and, um, you know, I'm always told stop, turn it off, turn it off. But, um, you know, when you're doing something that you're passionate about and that you, you want to take to the next level, it's sometimes it's hard to, to shut it off and, you know, and it's, it's having that, that balance of family and, and work and it's, it's a challenge and it's something that honestly I should be working on more. So now that you are, I mean, you're eight months into this, mm-hmm. um, you had the experience with Surf Pro. what someone that's listening that maybe wants to take the jump and do something of their, on their own. Yep. Do you have a piece or two of advice that you would have for them? Yeah, you know, I think one is, um, I guess for me, it's a little bit easier because I've always been entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people, they, they allow the fear of something not working um, to, to really hold them down or to stop them from doing that. And I would just say, you know, I, you know, obviously you don't want to, some people can be like too easy going or too happy or just think everything's gonna be rainbow and sunshines. And my two things is if, if you have a passion for it and you love it, take the leap and and two just don't expect it to be all sunshine because yeah, that, it, it's it's it's, yeah. ne- it's never going to be you know yeah i i think preparation and in, in anything in life is so it's, crucial and realistic preparation too realistic yeah. yep i mean you can prepare and say well i want this to happen this to happen this to happen and then at the end this is pretty cool yeah. it, it ain't gonna work <laughs> <laughs> but i mean preparation and and some some way is just massive yeah 100 percent. so you're a big soccer fan oh huge let's talk i mean i won't be able to help with the conversation <laughs> but talk so- who's your favorite teams liverpool liverpool oh yeah so and that so that's an english thing right yep yep they pretty good uh yeah, yeah. best in the world right now uh, so they, you, they always haven't been though so <laughs> do you uh do you ever go to games um match ma- is it called matches what is it? I guess uh, yeah, you call it a match okay. or a game, either yeah, one. Yeah, you ever go? Uh, yeah, I've been to a few MLS games, Chicago Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. Um, so I actually, yeah, I've, I watched USA in Brazil and Washington, D.C. when they really? a couple years was ago. Was that pretty cool? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a great experience. Huge USA soccer fan. Um, so And I've been to a, a couple USA games uh, versus Panama and some other stuff over in Chicago when they come to town. So, yeah, it's... So were you pretty pissed when uh, the U.S. didn't... Uh, uh, one of the most upsetting days. Re- <laughs> yeah. Because I have some other friends that are like real big into like uh, U.S. soccer. Yeah. And it was just devastating. Oh, uh, it was devastating. I mean, because the whole, you know, you had the upcoming of Clint Dempsey, uh, Mike Bradley, all these players. And we, you know, we made the run in 08 and everything. So it's just, it was, uh, you know, you felt like U.S. soccer was progressing on the rise. And then to have that low point, um, it was just really devastating but you know i i will say like right now you know christian pulisic and we have some really upcoming upcoming young talent that it's exciting to see so you reading any books right now yes 
Which ones? Um, so, well, I just re-listened the Grant Cardone 10X. Okay. Um, but And I'm actually, I just started another one of his books uh, this morning. So I'm kind of right now, I'm re-going over my uh, Grant Cardone library. Now, what what percentage is reading physical book versus electronic form versus audiobook? You know, I am basically everything I listen to is on Audible. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I, I love that app. <laughs> I, cause I think I've been thinking about doing that myself. I, I mean, it's a lot of podcasts that I listen to, but okay. I mean, just sitting down and being able to read is, I think, I think my mind just goes too fast for me to be able to get that. <laughs> and then I'll have like three, four books going at a time. You know, I'll say this. The only bad thing with audible is I listen a lot when I'm in the car. And, um, sometimes it's easy. Like if, if you're driving, you'll get a phone call interrupt you and then you'll start thinking. And sometimes like I'll listen to a whole chapter of the book. And I'm like, what? Hang on, I gotta restart that whole chapter, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because your mind goes so. Um, but it's it's good to just keep keep it going and keep it input in your mind, you know. If you had like like one book or one author that you would recommend to people, what would it be? <sighs> yeah, yeah, you know, I guess I'm a sales guy, so I love the Grant Cardone stuff. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, I think it would probably be Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. You read, you read. My answer to that is always Malcolm Gladwell. Do you ever read Gladwell? I have not. It's just such a different way to look at things and think about things. It. Uh, I usually recommend that one. His his last one was pretty good. Um, do you have any favorite apps? Favorite apps. More. So, I guess. I guess I could uh, question uh, put that question better. Apps that are helpful to you on a daily basis that Um, make your life easier? You know, I really don't use Or you can answer like the LinkedIn app, (laughs) Facebook app. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I probably should be more on the social media stuff. It's it's one of those things, but um, I'm really not too big in the social media. I'd probably say, I mean, this might be funny, but the app I probably use the most is my maps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's an answer. Yeah. That's an answer. You know, uh, just because of the, the driving so much. So I, I would say that's probably the top app that I use. So one more question before we get into the fun stuff. I didn't prep you on this question. So okay. Have to come up with something. Hit me with it. If you could put up a billboard that would reach millions of people, what would you put on the billboard? It can be a quote, can be a photo, can be just something that it will touch millions of people, and you know that. Millions of people. Millions of people. Oh, man. Do you want to hear some answers from previous guests? Maybe give you some... Uh, yeah, give me some... That's just so deep right there. Um, <laughs> go through an old blog post, but Michael Yoder, you are good enough. Leslie Pinson, choose love and spread joy. Uh, Mayor Pete, be nice. Uh, Chris Hagstrom Jones, I like you the way you are. Fred Rogers. Um, Aaron Nichols from the Civic Theater here said, allow God to be as creative and original with others as he was with you. Alistair Willis from the South Bend Symphony, love and listen. So it can be nice, something. Yeah. And I, well, I see you have a quote too on your, on the website and stuff. Success loves discipline. Yep. That kind of goes back. Maybe would that be the way to go? Yeah, I think it would be that or a quote on, on, on you know, fear and just pursuing your, your dreams, your passions, you know, um, something along those lines. But, you know, like when we were talking earlier about the, um, you know, two things that you would want to tell someone if they were going to start their own mm-hmm. thing and you were saying, you know, 
the preparation of something and the, the success is found in the discipline of, you know, the preparation in it. So 100%, I think that it would be something along those lines. Have there been times in these eight months where you've just been, I mean, your mind has been one big knot and you're like, I can't do it. It's not going to work. Yeah. I, no, I, I mean, I'm done tomorrow. <laughs> I'm tearing up everything that says radical illustration. I cannot do this. Have you, re, have you reached a point like you, that? You know, there's definitely been some boiling points. I, I don't, I, you know, since I was little, I don't think quitting's ever been something that I've, quitting's just never been an I guess option. Has, has there, have there been moments of self-doubt? Oh, for sure. There's been times, you know, about four months in where it's like, so much stuff can just bubble up and I think it was really for me on the point of being a new dad and the pressures of that the pressure of a startup and just the pressures of life family everything that it's a I mean there was a time where I called my mentor and I was just like (laughs) you know so but for sure but you're gonna have those moments and it's just overcoming them and you know sticking to the game plan and just doing the daily things and just sticking to it you know well, while it's real deep right now, if your arms were spaghetti, would you rather them be cooked or uncooked? Uncooked, man. <laughs> no hesitation. No hesitation. <laughs> no hesitation. Uncooked. Uncooked. Uncooked would be straight, right? Uncooked is how they come in the package. Okay. Cooked would be wobbly. I would go cook then. So you you, you want flexibility? Yeah, let's go flexible. Have you ever been stuck on an elevator? I have never been stuck on an elevator. Really? Never. <laughs> oh, that just sounds terrifying. Yeah, would you handle it okay or not really? Are you claustrophobic at all? I'm, well, I, I don't, I guess there's a story behind this. I don't know if I'm claustrophobic, but I did have to have an MRI for the first time last year. And uh, I'll tell you this much, I did not like being in that really? in the tube no they had to pull I don't me think I could do it they had to pull me out a couple of times it's just I mean your nose is like basically touching it and uh you is know is there escape like above you or below you if you like well, if you really wanted to get out of there could you do it I mean t- to be honest when I was looking up above me I don't think so the only way out was was, was below me and it's just so tight. I think the only way you could do that is just by pushing yourself out, I guess, you know? So, you know, but the hard part is when you get in it, you're like, you don't want to move because it takes longer. Yeah. So you're trying to keep it as short as possible, but you know, you're like, okay, I need a break. I think they'd have to shoot me with a trank gun to <laughs> it, get me in there. I'm not gonna lie. It probably, it should have been maybe a 20 minute thing. It was probably like an hour for me. It was, oh. it was, uh, it was pretty bad. I just could not stay still on it. How much money would it take for you to streak at an NFL game? <laughs> Everyone and don't say I wouldn't do it because everyone's got a price. <laughs> if you can set up your family for generations, you're stripping and running. I oh, it's you. millions. Okay. <laughs> it's millions. Ten mil? Oh, uh, it'd be higher. Maybe a hundred. Hundred mil. Hundred mil. It'd have to be a situation where, like, you know, you never have to work a day again. In it life. might be billions, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that'd be on ESPN yeah. the next day. <laughs> and there. I mean, your name's in the business. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm already seeing the headlines. <laughs> Rackley Restoration <Yeah>. streaking. <laughs> if you could put any franchise restaurant in your house, what would it be? Any franchise restaurant. You, you know, this is going to sound funny, but I am I am big on Mexican food. Okay. So it would probably be one of the hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurants, just authentic, okay. um, authentic Mexican food. A full-grown great white versus a full-grown polar bear in an Olympic-sized swimming pool that's seven feet deep 
and 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Who wins? Okay, what were the two animals? A full-grown full great white shark a great and a full-grown polar bear. I would feel like the shark would win that. I think so, too. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think so. Do you wash your hands after you take a piss? Yes, for the most part. Oh, the, <laughs> I was gonna, you know 100% so, of no, the time. No, not 100%. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I get I get yeah. dogged on that oh, being yeah. at home sometimes. Yeah. Like, did you wash your hands? And you I think so. Be... The answer is the last year more. Yeah. <laughs> Before, not so much. Yeah, I was gonna say this man's gonna tell me 100. percent He's lying. Yeah. About you, Rob. 100. percent No. 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 no All right. Let's be honest. <laughs> um. Oh, I love this one. Are you a gambler at all or no? Not I. I play a poker occasionally. Okay. <laughs> well, then here we go. Do you like college basketball or do you like March Madness? I guess. Oh, you I love it. Okay. So, if I if I sit you down when the tournament starts and I say I have a proposition for you. Okay. And I say if all of the number one seeds win their first game, if they all beat the sixteens, okay. Okay. I'll give you a million dollars. But if one of those sixteens win, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. Are you taking that deal? No way. <laughs> really? Even though it's like one in whatever in the history? <laughs> you would? Yeah. You would? <sighs> That's a lot of risk, man. I mean, it's like 99.9% sure, though. But that, what if you got point oh one? The thing is, is it's like you get to that uh, that under 12. I'm all about taking risk, but, man, ending your life? Yeah. That, <laughs> that's, that's too you far. Get, <laughs> you get that under 12 TV timeout, and it's like a tie game, and I think I'd pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather fight Mike Tyson now or sound like him the rest of your life? Uh, oh, man, that's hard, but probably sound like him. <laughs> You're still that's not a bad dude him. right yeah. there. That's a bad dude. <laughs> Would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Jumanji? Probably Jumanji. Yeah? Yeah. Because yeah, it's more, more of a known factor. Yeah. yeah. Could you beat Tom Cruise in a fight right now? Beat Tom Cruise in a fight. This fight. No way, man. I just watched Mission Impossible. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said yes to that question. Which, is, which I get Tom Cruise would probably love. He'd probably love that. I'm sure he's probably not that good of a fighter in real life, but I'm sure he's had some classes. <laughs> he probably knows more than me. So how old's uh, how old's your uh, baby? Uh, well, three and a half months. Boy or girl? Boy. Okay. All right, that's a great question then. If you trained your son from birth until his 21st birthday to fight a gorilla. That's all you're training him to do is to beat a gorilla in combat. Wow. At the 21st birthday, do you think he'd have a chance? I would want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you train someone that long. For 21 years? <laughs> I mean, he'd be a stone-cold killer, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, but everyone's got to play it until a gorilla slaps you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick one person... To be the ambassador to the aliens. So the aliens have come, and they say, we want contact. We want to work something out. Who are you sending to talk to them? I just think out of humor, it's probably be Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be must-see TV. Must see, be- yeah. <laughs> I can just see him doing the hand motions, like the whole 10 yards. No one's afraid of you. Everybody <laughs> says it. Many We're people. Gonna <laughs> We're going to win. We're going to win. Yeah, that would be must-see TV. <laughs> that must be. Uh, do you ever play basketball? Uh, I used to uh, not. I haven't played in probably about a year. Decent shooter though. 
Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> Definitely not a shooter. I'm asking you anyway. <laughs> if you had one free throw, okay? okay. If you make it, you get a million dollars. Okay. If you miss it, you can never text again. Are you shooting that ball? No, the odds are I'm going to miss it. Okay, so I know, I know you're shooting. <laughs> if it's a yeah. layup, 100%. <laughs> if it's a, even that layup, you'd be like, I better make this. Yeah, I better make this. Um, do you watch much TV? Um, Have any favorite shows? I, You know, I like um, the Chicago PD. Haven't watched I like the in Chicago. a while. Do you watch the other two? Uh, Fire and Mad at all? I don't. I've seen the PD just because it was on Netflix for a while. So Chicago PD is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like it. Um, if you could live your life inside of a TV show, do you have an answer? Inside a TV show? No, not. Like, I'd probably pick, you ever seen Entourage? No, I, I haven't. I'd probably pick Entourage, yeah. Why so? I mean, they, it, the premise of Entourage is there's one, like, I guess the equivalent would be like Leo DiCaprio. Actually, it was after Mark Wahlberg's life. So like one megastar, okay, and then well, he just brings Mark all Wahlberg's his friends with him. Mark Wahlberg's one of my favorite actors. So oh, count you should me watch in. Entourage. <laughs> then I, I think I do. It's loosely based off of his life, like coming up in Hollywood. Okay. And he is a producer. He and his people wrote on yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat Mark Wahlberg in movies. Like, oh you, yeah. You, him and The Rock, he just can't outdo him. <laughs> so if they, so if they do, have they done a movie together? They were in the other guys. Were they? Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Would you rather have wet socks for a whole year or a year-long cold? Uh, I'd go a year-long cold because that would annoy me having wet feet. Okay, let's do um, boneless <laughs> wings or regular wings? Boneless all day long. Really? Yeah, I know. I'm weird. Yeah. So if you go <laughs> to wings, if you go to wings, you're getting the boneless. Boneless every time. That's interesting. It, okay, <laughs> I I'm on I'm on the camp that you're eating chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been told that before. Okay. I like chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have to turn off every sports game at the two minute mark, or only be able to watch from the two minute mark until the end? Oh, you it'd be the two minute mark till the end. Yeah, every gotta time know how you it gotta ends. gotta know how it ends. Would you count to one million for a million dollars? And you're in an empty room. You're locked in an empty room until you get there. But you have wow. to physically count to the number one million. Yeah, I don't know why, but the first thing that came to my head is how many days is a million a seconds long <laughs> or longer? Yeah, cause, I mean you'd have to sleep too. I mean, honestly, I just want to say yes, just for the money enticing factor. But I'm curious now. I'm going to look up how long that would actually take. I asked that so many people. I should probably do the math on it, but I never have. <laughs> How would you rank the playoffs for the four major sports from best to worst from a viewer standpoint? Like if you were going to sit down and watch. Yeah, I would say um, college football is the best. March Madness. Um, I'd definitely put NFL as the last one, I think. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I just I – I, I guess I don't know. I think I just find the college sports way more fascinating and – um, More of like an anything can happen type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have heard some people that choose college basketball over NBA or college football over NFL. Yeah. Like, the professionals are so good. Like there's not a lot of variance. Yeah. I, I, I guess it, I just think feel like the college sometimes more competitive and the schools. I don't. I don't know. It just. I oh. put the professional sports behind the college. 
my my issue with college football. Maybe this is just a salty Notre Dame fan talking, but um, the same <laughs> the same schools. We know what schools are going to be there at the end. There's no mystery whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Can you use a gift card on a first date? <laughs> as long as they don't know. <laughs> yes. So like so like pulling out in front of them is a no no, no, no go. No go. <laughs> but if you can sneak it, all good. <laughs> all good. Okay. <laughs> Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Wow, you're gonna have to say that again. A hundred duck-sized horses, or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> I think I'd go with a one horse-sized duck. It seems more accomplishable. Okay. We are going to pick three to end on here. Um, if you could eliminate one state's sports teams, pro and college. Every sports team in that state is gone. Who are you pick? Oh, New England. So like Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah, gone. Just for New England. Just Patriots. for the Patriots. <laughs> Just for the Patriots. <laughs> I'm a Payton Manny fan, so I'm still a little salty. <laughs> you think you think Peyton will take this Monday night football job? It said eighteen to twenty million a year they're offering him. I mean, if I was him, I would. <laughs> That's and, some serious. And they're dough. trying to trade for Al Michaels too. Did you see really? that? Really? Who I was already not. traded. Al Michaels was traded for Oswald the Duck. Did you know this? I did not know this. When the last time um, ABC and NBC did a trade, um, they wanted NBC, a- ESPN is owned by ABC parent company. Yep. But they wanted uh, Al Michaels and ABC, ESPN, Disney. They wanted Oswald the Duck back, who was a precursor to Mickey Mouse. So they got the rights to Oswald the Duck. Al Michaels went. So now Al Michaels might be getting traded again. <laughs> Wow. It uh, So it would be Al Michaels and Peyton in the booth. That would be a pretty good booth. I, I, I can't go wrong with that. Do, what What do you think about Romo getting the $17 million a year? Do, do you like Tony Romo calling games? Uh, it's all right. <laughs> I'm not, not a huge Romo fan. So, so you wouldn't – you don't like go out of your way to watch a game because Romo's calling it? No chop. No. No way. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that's what they want to hear after giving up seventeen million dollars. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, do you really go out of your way to watch a game for any of them, though? Um, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe sometimes Shaq on the NBA stuff's kind of funny. College basketball sometimes Gus Johnson. Okay, I'll tune in just okay. to listen to him, just because he he does the most. Um, I like Romo, but yeah, I wouldn't really go out of my way. Yeah. To, um, if Peyton Manning does Monday Night Football, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I. You gotta love a a legend like that. Would you rather burp the sound of a gong or sneeze the sound of a bowling strike? Sneeze the sound of a bowling strike. Yeah, you think that'd be pretty cool? <laughs> yeah. Let's do – all right, before we do one more crazy question, let's do a real question. Favorite places to eat in the area? Do you have any go-to spots? You know, this is going to sound weird, but uh, we really like to go to Applebee's. Yeah? Yeah, so. I've, I saw you at Applebee's not too <laughs> yeah, long ago. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> of Applebee's and TGI Fridays. I could tell everybody listening, this checks out because I saw <laughs> them there. That's funny because yeah. I totally forgot, yeah, but I yeah. did run into you yep. at Applebee's. Yep. <laughs> uh, what's the longest car ride you've ever taken? Um, You know, I think it would probably be a, a straight ride down to uh, uh, Texas. Oh, where in Texas did you go? Uh, Houston. Yeah, it's a long drive. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it is. I want to say it's like 15 or 18 hours, though. Did you split it up? Uh, well, we took turns driving, but it was a straight haul through. So I do that drive pretty often with uh, – my parents live on the border of like, Kansas and Colorado. Okay. 
So that's like 15 hours. Yeah. You know, I'll do that pro- at least once a year, mostly twice a year. Sometimes I mean, twice a year. I'd much rather fly. <laughs> well, the problem with them is they're like, they're on that border, but it's the middle of nowhere. So if I want to fly home, which I'm doing in April, okay. I have to fly to Denver. And oh, they don't wow. even live in the state of Colorado. So you're still driving. <laughs> driving three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you fly to Wichita, but that's five hours. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not real convenient. Um, so this last one is you're reading the story of your life. You have the book of your life in front of you. Okay. Birth to death. Okay. You get to current day. You get to, you're being interviewed on the South Bend Beat podcast. Do you keep reading? For sure. You would keep reading? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, so you have no problem knowing what's going to happen? No. I <laughs> At any point, would you stop or would you ride through till the end? I think once you start, you got to keep yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> so you go. Well, at least you'd know what you have in store, store I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up before we do. Um, you want to do a couple plugs, either where people can find Rackley on website, social media. Um, plug away anything you'd like. Yeah. So uh, go to RacklyRestoration.com. Um, also, I'm on LinkedIn, um, and then Facebook as well. Rackley Restoration. Just look us up and. I think that, that hits the main media outlets there. Awesome. Well, Christian, thanks for taking the time here on a Friday to come by. I had a good time. No problem, man. It's fun being mic'd up for the first time. Yeah, there you go. You killed it. You got, didn't I tell you it'd be easy? Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it, it was easy. You said that about everything. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> Everybody I know, first it might seem like a lot, but they all play and they roll. Put that on anything that I got, and all I care about is my city, man. I can't say it enough. I done heard things about y'all that they can't say about us. I just hold it down for my side.